Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to. Because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from. Some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy. So we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? 
not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Sure got the boogie. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. Boogie. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. The ride from the Cincinnati airport seemed to take forever, even in the sleek rental SUV I had from Hertz. Greenville, Ohio is a town of about 13,000 folks about 40 minutes from Dayton. There's one sports bar, no Starbucks, and one of those little downtown areas that struggles to compete with the big box stores about a half hour away. It's a small town. But for its size, it has one awfully sophisticated law enforcement agency in the form of the Dark County Sheriff's Department. Detective Mike Burns contacted Perverted Justice, the watchdog group with which Dateline worked on a number of investigations, to conduct a sting in the spring of 2006. The house we ended up using was across the road from a farm field and belonged to a bachelor builder. Had a seven-car garage, it was luxurious, and for the next three days or so, it became the home of our Ohio to catch a predator. There are so many hundreds, as you know, and we will get to them all eventually. But Jeff Stacy sticks out absolutely amongst followers of the Predator investigations as one of these so-called top 10. He may not look like someone who would make headlines. What sticks out most to me about Jeff Stacy is that his voice was very unusual like a combination of Mr. Bill from Saturday Night Live, Marge Simpson from the cartoon Simpsons, high-pitched Eric from the Howard Stern Show, even Mickey Mouse. Just very bizarre. Stacy said initially in his chats and to me that he was 21. He ended up being 27, as we learned in the investigation. But he's one of those guys who just wouldn't give it up. He is what we call a fast mover. He started talking to our decoy, who identified herself as a 15-year-old, in the wee hours of a Saturday morning. And by late Saturday evening, he was walking into the basement of our luxurious home in Dark County, Ohio. Even though the online decoy identifies herself clearly as 15-year-old Sadie, Jeff gets right to business. He immediately propositions her about swallowing his cum, meeting her at the house naked, ejaculating in her, and giving her oral sex the moment he saw her in her room, and having anal sex with her as well, not knowing or caring if it hurt. He says this in the chat. He also sent naked pictures with the heads cut off, representing them to be himself. Now, clearly there was a difference between the very 
well-shaped gentleman he used in the photos with no heads and Jeff Stacy himself. Stacy, as I mentioned, was one of those guys we refer to as a fast mover. He only talked in two short chat sessions with a decoy over a 24-hour period before making the hour-and-a-half drive from Lebanon, which is near Cincinnati, to Greenville in Dark County, Ohio, where our house was. I remember specifically that night, the moment that Jeff walked in. The decoy, a preferred justice volunteer named Dell, was posing as a young girl. He walks in. You there? Pretty boldly, actually. And I'm going to go up and get ready, okay? Okay. The decoy right away says, I'm going to go upstairs, wait at the bar for about five minutes, then I'll be ready for you. Come on up. And I'm watching on the monitor with my security guy, Ron Knight, and we see him stop at the bar for a minute where there's a stool where we want him to sit because that's the way we have the set set up. And he starts to meander beyond the bar. And I get the sense at that particular moment that he's thinking about not waiting the five minutes the decoy told him to wait, that he was going to head upstairs for his big night of sex with a 15-year-old girl. And he was a bit of a disheveled guy. He walked in, he had a, like a ski jacket on, and he opened it up and took it off eventually, and he had a food stain of some sort on his sweater and was kind of schleppy. So I walk up. He's startled, but he's holding his own. Jeff is one of those guys who just is going to absolutely deny it till the very end. By this point, I don't know, I suppose eight or nine other predators have come into our home for interrogations. I don't recall any of them actually running before I had a chance to talk to them. And it was a very compelling group of fellows so far. We ended up in that investigation with 18 different predators over a three-day period. Jeff Stacy, at my invitation, has a seat at the bar, and I begin. Jeff's screen name was Single Texas Guy for Fun. Apparently, he was born in Texas, but had lived for the last several years in Ohio. I asked him what he did for a living, and he said he worked in a deli. And I jumped right in. The chat was pretty graphic, and I started to read him quotes from it to see if I could get him to open up and and talk like, you know, some of the other predators who have told me their entire stories right there. He asked her in the chats if she was a virgin, asked if she slept naked, and then asked if she was going to be naked when he showed up, legs spread, and said he'd fuck her right away. He asked if she was horny, and if she liked anal sex. He tells me that, you know, he thought she was 18 years old, so I start right in with him. I ask him what his plan was for the evening. What were you going to do if you had showed up here, and a girl was here and I was not? What would have happened? And uh, he just was not going to admit what he was doing was wrong. He said it was just fantasizing. It was just talking. It's talking. Talking. He said he didn't plan on actually doing anything, and he offered to have me check his car. Won't find anything. No booze, no drugs, no condoms, nothing. Yeah, check my car. I don't care. There's no alcohol in my car. He said it was all just talk to him. It's just talk to me. And I kept at him. He denied it was wrong to just show up when it was just talk. And I suggested to him that once you cross that line of fantasy and reality on the internet and actually show up at a house as he did, 
It was, in fact, the real thing. He argued that the Internet and real life are two different things. I don't see the Internet and real life are two different things. And when I confronted him further about the graphic nature of his chat, he said, it's just a question. Now, remember, all of this is playing out in that very bizarre, screechy voice of his. At first, I thought maybe he just had a cold, but that, in fact, was the voice he stuck with through the entire interrogation. I go at him again, pretty aggressively, trying to shake him, trying to get him to tell the truth, see how many other times he's done this. I confront him again with the transcripts, saying, you ask her if she's horny. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. He says, it's a question. I say, I know, but you're asking a question to someone who identified herself as an underage girl. Stacy says it's just talking. The internet and real life are two different things. What's that on the internet doesn't mean that's what I really think. Well, I say, that would be easier to believe, Jeff, if you didn't show up here tonight, where you thought a young girl was home alone. Stacy then tells me that... I mean, I knew she was alone, but that doesn't mean much to me. I said, you're an adult. She's a child. You're an adult. She's a child. Okay. There are laws protecting children. Okay. Do you get that? Yes. Do you understand that? Yes. Stacy also says something that I've heard before amongst predators, and it's a misunderstanding of the law that many people have on a number of situations involving police investigations, especially sting operations. He tells me that during the course of his conversation with a decoy who identified herself as a 15-year-old girl, he asks her if she was a cop. And the reason he does that, she says no. The reason why she does that is because he thinks that if he poses that question, and it is an undercover cop, they have to, by law, tell him. Which is not true. Couldn't be further from the truth. He claims that he had friends who were, quote-unquote, druggies, who apparently told him that, you know, law enforcement was obligated to say whether or not they were the police officers or sheriff's detectives uh, once they were asked. That's just not the case. But I've seen this over and over again where they think once they ask and if they're told no, that they're off the hook and they can do whatever they want. Jeff Stacy was one of those guys. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. I got aggressive with him about the nude photos he had transmitted the ones of somebody else, not him. He explained them away as funny pictures, claimed to have never read the age of the decoy over and over again. He says he thought she was 18, and he sticks with this story throughout my interview. Even after I get a little more aggressive with Stacy, virtually every response is, I don't know, I don't remember, or I didn't mean it. One of the most iconic lines to come out of the Jeff Stacy interview is when I ask him specific questions about the sexual nature of his chat, and I push. And finally he says in that high-pitched voice, It's a question. And that's one of those lines that's been used over and over and over again. And, and when I put out something on social media, oftentimes the response will be, It's a question. Not in that tone, of course, but... That's what people are getting at. They're referring to Jeff Stacy. 
And that's probably why he is in one of the top 10 lists of most interesting predators. Then I ask him, do you get why teen girls at a certain age cannot give consent legally? Yes. Okay. He's starting to feel a little deflated, but he's still not going to give anything up. He is adamant that nothing illegal would have happened in the house. Maybe a kiss or two, but probably wouldn't go farther. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it was his first time. Obviously, he had pictures of other men he was using to try to make himself look better. But still, when you think about it and take it a step further, that doesn't mean he wouldn't be a danger to a child. And again, this is a guy who drove an hour, if not more, to fulfill his fantasy. Now, finally, after about 30 minutes of going back and forth with him, I realize that he's not going to admit it. He's not going to take responsibility. He comes close, but he doesn't really really say I'm sorry or anything like that. He apologizes for being there. He apologizes for being in trouble, but he doesn't apologize by all evidence wanting to commit statutory rape on a child. And at this point, I'm pretty confident that he doesn't really pose a danger physically to me. I I think I have the situation pretty well in hand. And so I, you know, have gone at it with him for at least three or four rounds at this point. And and sometimes you just know that the guy is just not going to give it up. And and quite honestly, I was a little tired of hearing the squeaky voice (laughs) and we had another visitor on the way. So finally, I tell him he's free to leave. You're obviously free to walk out there. It was time for Jeff Stacy to go. He leaves and he's confronted by the Dark County Sheriff's Department and uh, other investigators. Jeff? He's Jeff? put on the ground. How old are you, Jeff? Face down. How old are you? And again, he starts to tell a story about how he's only 21 and then finally admits that he's actually 27. Now, at this point, Jeff has a long night ahead of him because he's going to be taken down to the sheriff's department. He's going to be given his rights. He's going to be questioned by detectives. And ultimately, he's going to be locked up in the county jail. This takes a while. And if you want to talk about passive aggressive, this is where Jeff Stacy turns into the textbook example of that. It's during the sheriff's department interrogation that things really get interesting in the Jeff Stacy case. He continues to deny that he really wanted to have sex with a 15-year-old girl. Right here it is. You had enough. Oh, I don't pay attention. He said he didn't pay attention to ages when he'd go in chat rooms and that the raunchy sexual requests were just normal things. When being told he was going to jail, he actually takes a pen that was given to him to sign his statement. And he jams it into his neck in a half-hearted attempt to, I guess, commit suicide. And he goes on throughout the police interview saying that he's going to kill himself. I really am just going to slip my throat. He's going to slash his wrists, that he's going to shoot himself. And he starts to finally come to terms with how much trouble he's actually in to the point of specifically implicating himself that he had done something so wrong that he was going to kill himself because he couldn't live with it. He says 
There's something so wrong that I don't even want to be alive. Says he's going to put a bullet right in his head. And one of the other interesting things is that he had a key ring with some 20 keys on it, and that was never, ever explained. Maybe there were keys to the deli where he worked. We still don't know. Stacy does finally admit to the police officers that he suffers from epilepsy occasionally and depression, and that he's been given some sort of medication when asked specifically what kind of depression he suffers from and what his diagnosis has been. He doesn't know. He says something to the effect of, well, they just treat you, but they never really find out what's wrong with you or tell you what to do. Sometimes they give you medication. And that was the end of the detail that he gave police in terms of any mental illness from which he might be suffering. Stacy was ultimately taken to the county jail, charged with using the internet to facilitate a sex act with somebody who was underage. He pleaded not guilty, and he actually went to trial. A jury would find Jeff Stacy guilty and was sentenced to six months in jail. He served his time and had to register as a sex offender for 10 years. He is now off the registry and, as far as we know, is living a trouble-free life. I like to see cases where, you know, somebody does turn themselves around. And in all honesty, as creepy as this case was, and as much as I truly believe Jeff would have committed a crime that night in that house had there been a 15-year-old girl there and we weren't there, I do think that he has turned his life around. We understand that in 2018, he got married, and there are pictures on the internet of Jeff Stacy and his wife. He, for a time at least, worked as a kung fu instructor, a child supervisor, which on the surface seems odd for somebody who was convicted of trying to have sex with a 15-year-old girl. But as far as we know, aside from the fact that a picture of him in a group, including children, was taken off the internet for the Kung Fu school, obviously somebody who followed the Predator investigations contacted them. Aside from that, we know of no other incident where he has acted inappropriately. And so that begs the question, who is Jeff Stacy in terms of how he fits in to the scale of predators and predatory behavior. I've always said that these guys tend to break out into three different categories. The hardcore offenders who'd be doing this with or without the internet, who would go after kids in a playground, a movie theater, attempt to be in a position of power over a child, boy scout leader, little league coach, something like that. There are the young guys who are just trying to take advantage of an age gap, who are shy and introverted and, and can't find a way to talk to a girl in person and figure, well, if she's 14 and I'm 18 now, at some point the age difference will be acceptable. And there's the guy in the middle, like Jeff Stacy, who I think, at least at one point in his life, had a desire to hook up with underage girls. That probably was fed by the internet and the ability to talk to somebody he thought was underage. And at some point, he broke the law in that conversation and crossed the line between fantasy and reality and ended up showing up at our house. Can these guys be rehabilitated, as apparently Jeff Stacy has been? Well, I think in some cases they can. 
the laws in Ohio only required him to register as a sex offender for 10 years. And again, because of the high profile nature of the case, because so many people follow it, both in law enforcement and, you know, followers of the predator investigations, you know pretty quickly when something has happened. I just heard this week, just days before recording this particular podcast, that the rabbi David Kay was once again in trouble and had uh, been locked up and put in jail. I'll research that further and let you know in our next episode of Predators I've Caught. I'm Chris Hansen. 